2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: Back on the fan, 877 337 6666 is the number to call. So I went to UBS Arena Wednesday, it took my nephew to see Connor McDavid, right? It's been years in uh in the making. He was supposed to go last year, and then everybody had COVID, and, and well, I only just played the Oilers on New Year's Day last year, so I couldn't go to that game. So I purposely bought seats. Down low, there were four rows off the ice on the side where the Oilers are going to warm up. Because I knew I've been to these before, and you, know, you could yell at some of the players, get a puck, whatever. I wanted my nephew to at least have a chance to see McDavid up close and personal. Now the trick is that you know usually I could yell. One time I yelled to Sammy, "Hey Sammy, I'm going to puck for my nephew." Whatever, flips a puck up, no big deal. With a guy like me, and I did that too uh, with one of the Kraken members, I forget even the player's name, but McDavid, that's never going to happen. There were so many other people there, obviously, with signs and this and that for McDavid to get his attention, so I wasn't really sure how it was going to work, but I did tell my sister to, hey, make sure Joey brings a sign to the game and potentially we could you know have the, you know how everybody does that now, oh, hey, Connor, I'll trade you this for that or give me a puck or a stick, whatever. So I figured they'd come up with something creative. we go to the game and see what happens. He told my nephew, my eight-year-old nephew, told my sister he didn't feel comfortable making a sign asking for anything. And I saw the sign that they had, and all it said was thankful. Now, remember, this is the night before Thanksgiving. All it said was thankful for 97. That is it. Not huge, small little sign, thin regular marker uh, writing, thankful for 97. And when I first saw it, I was like, ugh. That's what you're coming up with. I didn't say this, but that's so what I was thinking. That's the sign that you think things going to get Conor McDavid's attention. All right, whatever. Let's go. We get there. We get down to the ice. We're waiting forever. You know, the, the getting to UBS wasn't actually that bad. But then you have to, you know, you wait to get in. They open, uh, I think, 90 minutes before puck drops. Then you get in, and I didn't realize that you had to wait that long for the players to come out and take the ice for warm ups. It was like a good hour. That we were standing down in this position, and then you get other people coming. In. You know, we were one of the first ones there. Then you get other kids coming down and trying to move. And my nephew's shy, and he's little, so he's not doing anything. Now I'm getting anxious and saying, "Hey, don't make sure nobody takes your spot." Whatever, blah 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 blah. And it was strategically by one of the the. If you've ever been down there by the boards, you know they have the holes in the in the glass where the they could be a piece of the glass could be removed or the for the cameras to go through. It's like a little opening, like a little window that could open and close. So you go down there because usually that's where a player can hand the puck over, whatever. So we were there, then we had to get moved, the camera. Came. It was just, it was a very stressful, and I didn't, couldn't care less for me, obviously, but for my nephew, just like any parent or any uncle, whatever, you want the, the kid to have the best experience. So we're waiting an hour. Finally, the oil has come out. And there are all these signs, and everybody, hey, Connor McDavid, give me a stick. It's my birthday, McDavid. How about a puck, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I realized that this is going to be an impossibility. He's never going to do anything. It's too much. He So my nephew's right there against the glass holding up the sign and didn't even want to really hold the sign. He was too embarrassed. I'm like, dude, come on, hold the sign up. Thankful for 97. And then McDavid skates over during warm-ups, and he kind of acknowledges my nephew and sees the sign and gave like a fist bump to the glass. And I was like, all right, that's really cool. What a nice gesture there. You saw the sign. Good job. My nephew's palm banging on the glass. Hey, Connor, whatever. About five minutes later, I see McDavid starting to clean up the pucks or whatever. He was picking up a puck, and I was like, oh, he might be coming over. Sure enough, McDavid comes over. Connor, freaking McDavid comes over to right where we are, picks up a puck, points to my nephew, hands it to my nephew through the glass. Isn't that incredible? It was incredible because, not only because Connor McDavid, who was the best player in the NHL, gave my nephew, who's a huge fan of his, a puck, but because my nephew didn't create a sign that was asking or begging McDavid for anything, just a simple thankful for 97, McDavid saw it and obviously acknowledged it and liked it that he wasn't asking for something and then came over, and after the little fist bump against the glass, gave him a puck. What a, I mean, I I mean, I couldn't believe it. Now, obviously, my nephew was thrilled on cloud nine. He couldn't believe it. He'll love him forever. And then, of course, you know, fast forward to the Islander fans chanting, McDavid, you suck. Nobody likes you. It was the first time I ever saw my nephew, who's a Rangers fan, get angry at a game. Usually he's disappointed. Rangers lose. Oh, that was a tough one. This time he was annoyed and angry, and that's how you. Now he'll hate the Islanders, I'm sure, because of their fans ripping on McDavid, and you know the fact that the Islanders wiped the floor with the Oilers. Really, I know the Oilers had a bunch of shots that night, but it was more. You know, the Islanders dominated play. Anyway, how about that story from McDavid? Nice that you now fortunate to be in that right spot. But my nephew coming up with that sign, and then McDavid acknowledging that Connor McDavid, and now i will have that story forever. Uncle of the year, baby. Alright, let's get back to your calls. 877 337 6666 Bill is on Staten Island. What's up, Bill?
4: Hey, Sal, thanks for taking my call. How are you, Bill? Good, thanks. Uh Zach Wilson. Listen, I, I loved him coming out of college. But the problem is now Jets, you know, they're you know, they they're they're like a playoff contender now. You know, I don't think they could wait for him to develop. I mean he his fundamentals. They were saying in practice, you know, he's throwing off his back thirty. Mm-hmm. So I mean who's even their quarterback coach? I mean, it looks like he's gonna from he's gotta start from like square one. Well, and I don't think the rest of the team can wait for him to develop.
1: Well they're calling it a reset and right now the rest of the team doesn't have to wait for him because it's Mike White's show.
4: Well, that's what I mean. I mean you know, even if you know if Mike White just manages the games the rest of the way you know, uh, I can You know, then if, then if they go back to him, say Mike White, you know, plays mediocre, and they go back to Zach Wilson next year, I, you know, after the first game or two, if he's still playing the way he played this year, this team, this team is going to be a mutiny.
1: Well, next year, let's forget about next year. There might be the mutiny this year if Mike White is, you know, winning and they went to Zach Wilson. I don't think. It's gonna be a very difficult spot. It's tricky. They gotta make sure that it's the right moment. They cannot now go back to Wilson in the wrong spot. They have yeah. to make sure he's a hundred percent ready to go. Footwork, that, footwork there, mentality in the right, you know, mentally and, and his mentality's gotta be in the right spot, all that. And obviously it's gotta be off of a either loss or disappointing performance or performances from Mike White.
4: Or well, like the eye test I saw was watching the game the other day. It looks like he's halfway down the sideline, sulking by himself with the with the hood on. Well, that's know, not running. good. That's not a good start. I mean, why wasn't he over with the, with the rest of the quarterbacks or whatever coaches they talked to from upstairs with the floor? I mean, rooting on the team. I mean, he, he had a puss on. You know, he looked like he didn't want to be there.
1: No, I'm sure he was but- embarrassed, and obviously anybody would be bought. He's got to understand that this could be the best thing that ever happened to him. If he doesn't oh. get that... And, look, he's a young kid. He's an arrogant kid. He's had everything handed to him, I'm sure, for being the great athlete that he is, good-looking kid, all the above. He's got to learn from this. If he doesn't, if this doesn't humble him and he doesn't learn from this, he's toast.
4: But uh, another thing, too, uh, oh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh I don't know. I lost my train of thought now. But uh, thanks for taking my call. Oh no, no problem. <laughs> no, no problem, Bill.
1: I mean, you were talking about the Jets trying to make the playoffs. You're saying they don't have time to wait around for him And I know you mentioned next year, but you were saying that you know this year there'd be a mutiny if they go back to to Zach Wilson. Which oh, I
4: was going to say, listen, he, listen, and as, as bad as I like to waste, as and I hate to wait that waste that draft pick. You know, he won't be the first uh, first round quarterback that that's been a bust. There's been dozens of them over the years. But so.
1: but the difference is, and thank you for the call, Bill, and I'm glad we could get back to your, your r- original train of thought. The difference is you knew definitively that those guys weren't the guys. Whenever the time or decision was made, you knew. You cannot say that about Zach Wilson here. Now, right now, he can't play. He had to be benched. But I think it's more because of his attitude than anything else. His arrogance, both on and off the field. He's got to fix it. This, to me, is a mentality issue than it is a physical thing. Now, again, on the football field, he wasn't making the right throws. But I also think that that comes from an improper either work ethic or just an attitude of him being lazy or not thinking he's got to work that hard or focus that hard. He doesn't have the right mentality right now to be an NFL quarterback and lead his team. That's obvious. And I don't think that that's something that can come to you all of a sudden overnight. Now, if they're teaching him properly off the field, behind the scenes, trying to help him understand, trying to help him mature, and grow up and accept some responsibility, gain humility, all those things. If that's happening over the course of the next few weeks, then they have a chance. Otherwise, it's going to be the Mike White show the rest of this season, and depending on how that goes, maybe there'd be a significant change in the offseason, but I still bet right now Zach Wilson will be starting week one next year. I would still take those odds. And if he doesn't grow up in the next six weeks, maybe he could grow up in the offseason. But the only way that his job, future job, will be in jeopardy is if Mike White just goes on a tear here. And the Jets don't look back, which is possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. Brad is calling from Search City. What's up, Brad?
5: Hey, what's going on, Sal? And uh, a lot of piling on um, Zach Wilson. I think it's just ridiculous the way they were doing it. I mean, let's face it, a lot of Jets fans, they bet on the, the Patriot game with the Jets. They, sometimes a lot of the fans are half in the bag, and a lot of that emotion came out. I mean, you were off a few days. They were going crazy on Zach, old Zach. And um, I just look at it this way. He's 23 years old, and he had to dress for the game Sunday. It's raining out. It's, it's embarrassing. They shamed him in front of uh, thousands of people in the crowd besides taking all this nonsense all week long. I think sometimes people overreact. It seems to me like the team turned on this guy too. And I think that was piling on too, going overboard. You know, if he's not doing good, you know, you just bench him. That's what sports is all about. But to go after him the way they did, go after his character, some comment he made after the game. Listen, these players make all kinds of comments. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are way off the charts. I think they went overboard with him. They piled on this kid. And... uh Listen, the Jets are in contention for a playoff spot. That's what the Jets fans should be worried about right now, not what uh, you know Will, uh, Wilson's uh, future is. Well, what do you mean? It's I a franchise
1: think- quarterback, and thanks for the call. Of course, they should be worried about the fra- the quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson or Mike White. I mean, I mean, you're losing me a little bit there. That is what they. That is the story. Yeah, of course they're going to be into the playoffs now, but right now. And honestly, right now, it's not about Zach Wilson. He's got to get healthy and right behind the scenes. I'm talking about mentally healthy behind the scenes. It's the Mike White Show. There will be no more questions about if Mike White could be the guy or not after this run, however long it takes, three, four, five, six weeks, whatever, the end of the year. The Mike White debate will be over. We'll find out one way or the other if he's going to make it or not. Will he prolong it? Will he keep it going? Or will he fade out like he did last time? And the clock strike midnight. But we will definitively know about Mike White. Instead of the, oh, can we just see what Mike White has? Can we see what he's about? And I don't think you could definitively know about Zach Wilson at all based on what we've seen. We've, we've hardly seen anything from him. And now what we saw against New England both times has been hideous football. Outside of that, there's no way you could tell me definitively what he is. I think how many games we've seen him play. Come on. Joey is calling from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. What's up, Joey?
6: Hey, Sal. How you doing? Joey, how are you? Good, good. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, It was okay. How was yours? Mine's was good. I ate too much, and I uh, enjoyed the Cowboy win, you know, because I'm a Cowboy fan. But with your Jet fans, you know, quarterback, in my opinion, is leadership. That's
1: mm-hmm.
6: That's the bottom line. Whether you have Dak Prescott with the Jets or not, it's leadership.
1: Uh, what do you mean, Dak Prescott with the Jets? You're losing me.
6: Well, I'm saying the way that Dak plays and the way he is as a leader, mm-hmm. as a leader, you know.
1: Well, yeah, it's a big part of important. it. I mean, being of course, being a leader is important. That's something that Zach Wilson is struggling with here. He is not anything but, as a matter of fact, not only has he not been a leader I of this team. The
6: reset, and I think the reset that they've done is right. But with between Wilson and uh, the other guy, Mike White, Mike, you got to let him play. But I mean, I you know I'm just I'm a Cowboy fan, so I pay attention more to the Cowboys, right? But
1: so you want to call and talk about the Cowboys? What you're saying?
6: No, 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 no. It's what I'm saying is is that leadership. Regardless, whether they're with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. whether
1: with, with the Giants, right. whether they're with yeah, the It's an 49ers, important it's it an doesn't doesn't part of it. Right. No, it's an important part of it. I get that. And that's one right. thing one thing that I like about Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a leader on and off the field. He may not have the skill set that some of the top quarterbacks have, but he is a leader on and off the field. And thanks for the call, Joey. And you know, Dak has been a good leader. Uh, as a matter of fact, Mike White referenced Dak Prescott, who he learned from. And Not about his on-the-field stuff, but him being a leader. The way that everybody in the building, everybody in the locker room, respected him and looked up to him. That's something Mike White learned. Being a backup from Dak. I used to doubt Dak Prescott. And say that he was the thing that was holding the Cowboys back. But, man, he's gotten better. He's improved over the years. And he really has and look, there are a lot of naysayers and doubters out there. I mean, that's everywhere. With every player, it doesn't matter. But he's proven a lot of them wrong. Cowboys though, will have to have some success in the postseason. And they got some they got their work cut out from. Two games back in the division against the Eagles already have a loss to Philadelphia. But I do like the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have a legit chance to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at the NFC, it's wide open. Niners are, you know, all year long, my two top teams in the NFC have been the Niners and the Cowboys. Eagles, obviously, at 10-1, and have to be in there. I don't trust the Vikings at all. Nobody else is really worthy of a mention. Where I mean, you could make a case for certain teams, but uh, in reality, those are the three best teams. The power rankings in the NFC, unofficial Sal power rankings, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, in no particular order. AFC, still Miami, still Buffalo, and still Kansas City. I mean, I guess you could put Tennessee in there. I would not put them over Miami or Buffalo. And I don't think anybody, I don't think the Ravens or the Bengals deserve to be in there either. But yeah, obviously leadership is a big part of being a quarterback. And we haven't seen... You know, normally when we talk about young quarterbacks, year one, year two, the question is not leadership ability. I mean, at times that's happened, of course, but it's more about their just ability on the field. And in this particular case, I think it's both, but I really do believe it's more so the inability of Zach Wilson to be a true leader of this team the immaturity, and the arrogance. You cannot have that as a quarterback. Now, if he were winning and playing well, he would have earned the respect of his teammates by playing well and maybe to a certain extent could get away with some of the arrogance. Even then, I don't think it would fly. But at least if you're winning and playing well, then it might work. Without that, you've got no chance. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan
3: at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666, a little 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Been a lot of Mike White. Early on, we did a bunch of Rangers coming off their disappointing performance yet again at the Garden against the Devils. But it's been a lot of Mike White, a little giant sprinkled in. We'll save the baseball for tomorrow. We've made it this far. What the hell? Might as well save the baseball for tomorrow in those five hours there. Maybe something will happen. Outside of Jose Abreu, of course, I just read something from the post that uh, Benintendi, um, uh, the Yankees may have some uh, a challenge with Benintendi Is as the Astros might be looking to bring him in. Astros, of course, getting Abreu yesterday, Jose Abreu, so they take away a possible DH option for the Mets, who weren't looking at one. And why would they? Why would the Mets look into a right-handed hitting DH? They have Darren Ruff. They don't need one. Anyway, we'll save most of the baseball for tomorrow. Whatever else is on your mind on this. Tuesday uh Tuesday morning, 6666 hey look who it is I know you missed me the most. Stuart is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Stuart?
7: Good morning, Sal. How oh, did you,
1: you how I, did you survive without me?
7: Not really. Sal. <laughs> these guys are such so so we so they come to judge me too soon about certain places. Yeah, Mike White was good. Zach Wilson needs to grow up. I think he has to go. He has to take some time to reevaluate what he's doing on the uh, more off the field than on the field. Not taking responsibility. No, I didn't let the down I didn't let the defense that. No, you idiot. Do, do you have two yards of total offense and that game against Uncle Bill? Right. Come on, right, give me a break. Him, you have to see that you are the main cause of the team's failure when when you're playing. You he doesn't get it, and who knows if he ever will get it. Right. And if he doesn't get it, he has to he has to be out of here.
1: Well, that's and, the see that's the part I can watch Zach Wilson on the field and say that I see things that I believe can make him a special quarterback with his physical gifts, his athletic ability. However, if I'm not. If I'm not sitting down there and talking to Zach Wilson and seeing if he's learning from this, you know, as I said earlier, Stewart, he, if, if, if he doesn't make this the best thing that's ever happened to him, then he's, he's not gone. doing it. Yeah, then yeah, right, he's got to turn this on. He's to tell
7: you the truth, I think she is going to be gone. I don't think he. I don't think he has that mental makeup. To admit that this will be the best thing that have happened
1: to him. Yeah, he might not. He might not. We're going to find out. And the Jets are going to have to be the judge of that. Yeah, but we're going to find and, out. And I think that would be a shame because I really do think he's got great potential. But without that proper mentality, then well, his physical gifts don't need squad. Who has the
7: proper mentality?
1: Yeah, well, I think a lot of them, especially the successful ones, have that leadership ability, yeah. have the proper mentality to be able to hold themselves accountable. I mean, look across the town at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones Jones. holds himself accountable every week. He may not be a great quarterback, but I'd rather have somebody. I would rather have somebody that gets it in that regard and is a leader and holds themselves accountable and all those different things and gets his teammates to play hard for him than a guy with just potential with athletic ability
7: accountable he doesn't throw his teammates under the bus and he definitely he gets it i mean he's not the most talented or gifted quarterback and yeah he's serviceable but as far as being great no he's not great he's not he's okay so you could say he's the third best quarterback in the nfc East. that's not saying much right the is okay you have to Yes, well, are only,
1: I mean, there are only four divisions, and the fourth team has Carson Wentz or had Carson Wentz, and now it's Taylor Heineke. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I look, they're, they're,
7: they're, and, and guess what? They're playing, they're playing their tails off, and they're winning games. And nobody gave them a chance in the beginning of the year, even getting to have... Winning some games. Remember? Right. They're, they're, they're com, uh, the...
1: don't
7: uh, yeah. I, I don't say that name. but
1: nah, we're, yeah,
7: we're, I know. We're, we're correct. And... Uh, but let's say this much. Uh, Jose Abreu going to Houston.
1: How was your Thanksgiving?
7: I was very quiet.
1: What'd you do? What, what, what'd you make to eat? What do we got?
7: I don't I don't eat all that turkey. Oh, but all my right. Mother well, the that was in there.
1: Well, what'd you eat? What'd you make? Chicken. Chicken? Yeah. Like grilled uh, chicken? Uh, uh, no, put it in the oven. Oh, all right. Baked chicken? Yeah, baked chicken. Any any kind of, you know, like teriyaki sauce or any kind of dressing on that chicken? What do we got? Flavor? Oh,
7: no. No, nothing on... Look, I Plain? eat... Plain? I eat healthy as a horse.
1: Yeah, hmm.
4: I
7: mean... And let's say this much. Um, why I figured out why I was... Uh, that I've been so sluggish lately. It went back to June when my doctor said your iron level is too low. Hmm. So what I do? I went out and bought some iron pills, and I was taking them for five months.
1: And how would you feel?
7: Worse than before. Really?
1: What, what happened?
7: Uh, no, not worse than before. When, I hit, when I was, the iron level was a little low, I was okay. I was cool. But mm-hmm. I took the pill, it knocked the hell out of me. Why? Take it five months in a row, 100 milligrams a day, you're going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel out of sorts.
1: Why? Well, shouldn't it I- help? It seems like it did the opposite. a
7: 100
1: milligrams. I don't know what that means. That means it's very powerful. Right, but I thought having it's more not... iron would help you feel better. No? Why would you take something that would make you even more sluggish?
7: Well, I didn't think it was making me more sluggish, but then I was thinking to myself the other day, what the heck, last Tuesday, in fact, what the heck is making me
1: feel sluggish? What kind of sides did you make? What? What kind of sides did you make with the, I with the chicken?
7: My normal routine. Oh, uh, what?
1: Broccoli? Uh, the... What, asparagus? What are we looking at?
7: Vegetables salad hmm.
1: you know did so. your doctor ever tell you that maybe lack of sleep or being up early or on the overnights is that an issue in, in your health at all
7: hmm. not an
1: issue
7: hmm. i have to I go to the gym three times a week
1: yeah I know i don't know if I like that doctor are you sure the overnights are not uh, an impact a negative impact on your health? Well, I used
7: to work eleven pm to seven a m in the late nineties and it didn't affect me hmm. I used to work on at a, a Place called Company Con Cony Avenue, and on Saturday and Sunday I work from seven p.m. to seven a.m. Right, so
1: you're used to it.
7: I'm used to it.
1: I know, but still, I still feel like it's not natural.
7: One day I got my when I was driving my black car, I got there at three fifteen in the morning, and I didn't get home till the next morning at one fifteen. Yeah, and I was driving all day. Yeah, but that was back in the eighties when everything was a little bit more simple. A lot lot, lot less complicated, and it was easier to drive in Manhattan.
3: Did you have
1: dessert? I'm going to go in there now. You're like a pumpkin pie guy. I know it. I don't eat pumpkin pie. Oh. I was wrong.
7: I eat strict, strict. I
1: eat. No dessert at all, even on Thanksgiving? Spoil yourself, Stuart. Live a little.
7: I can't. I'm not going to go back on taking medicine. Well, it's not like you're me. having
1: bacon. I mean, you know, we're, we're not trying to get you to have bacon pie or whatever it may be. No, uh, that's what almost killed me. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I brought it up. No, never eat that again. Mm-mm. Never? Uh, I, no, no,
7: uh Not touching that. And I bet if, you, uh, I, bet uh, you I, I can make I'll you eat bacon. i bet you one thing. If I start touching that, I won't be around six months later.
1: I bet you I can get you to have a piece of bacon.
7: I bet you you can.
1: You want to bet? I'll bet on it. What if I had somebody special delivered to you?
7: Uh, let's put it this way. But I'll give you a short story. Last, somebody texted me by mistake. Uh, a female. Yeah. And I've been keeping in touch with her ever since. And she's from Dallas. She's from Houston, Texas. Whoa!
1: We have a little match here. You, Stewart, has found somebody? A match? No, not not yet. Is she a Cowboys
7: fan? No, I don't think she's a sports fan. She owns a clothing manufacturing company in Houston.
1: How did this happen? You just got a random text? Yes. You sure it's not and a phishing scam? They're trying to get you, you know, get your credit card info or your.
7: Sent me a picture, and she sent me uh, things that she she trades on the stock market. She's a trader.
1: Look and, at uh, you, Stuart.
7: And she's thirty three years old. Well,
1: oh, I think that's a little too young for you. Does she know how that's old you that's are?
7: Fine. That's okay. I know. Is
1: it okay? Sure. You're like seventy.
7: Hey, listen to me. Uh, let's say this much. She's not interested in money because she's got the money.
1: Well, I was, dude, don't whatever you do, don't send her any of your info, though. No, I'm not, I'm not sending my. info. Sounds fishy to me. No, it's not fishy. Can you get her to call up the show you and her at the same time? What? Can you get her to call up this show you and her at the same time? Ah, uh, work on that.
7: Let's let's see. This, let's say this much: I have to be. When I see her in person,
1: why is that? Did you set something up?
7: I'm setting her something. I'm not sure what do you think? She's coming here in February. Wow. My
1: God. Valentine's Day or what?
7: No. Sometime in February. She's coming up here to see me. Get out of here. You sent her pics and everything? I, I'm not sucking you, baby. Remember the Duke has used to say. I'm not sucking you.
1: Stuart, I mean, I don't know what to think of this. And thank you for the info and the call as usual. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to Stuart. A random... Encounter via text, and now all of a sudden it's leading to a potential relationship. Something's got to be fishy there. No, Fleegs, I mean, that's something's off. I love Stuart. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> crush his optimism, but there's a <laughs> lot fishy about that. Like that, you know, she says right now she doesn't need money. She has it. Yeah. As we get closer to February, the visit maybe gets delayed. She runs into some issues. Don't send her anything. If all of a sudden she needs a little cashier there. And Stuart, make sure if you're going to meet up, you meet up in a public place, please. And then you got me worried. She's going to come here and try to rob Stuart for everything he's got. I can't believe that just a random text by accident, and now all of a sudden <laughs> he's worked it into. Stuart's got game? Or it sounds a little too good to be true. Right, exactly. Pictures I hope it is. Of- Let this be the one time out of, you know, a hundred where this is real and it's the start of some kind of, you know, yeah. a, a connection. He is a charming individual. However, I feel like the, you, uh, the deeper you dig on Stewart, I don't know if that's going to work out. You think this woman shows up to the gathering at next year's Met game? She's invited. I want to get her on the phone. See what she's about. If she can get through our test, then we'll approve. Stuart, you should not be dating anybody without our approval. she got to run through a, run through us first. You got to go run it through the overnight family. <laughs> Stewart never disappoints. Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey,
8: how you doing, man? This has got red flags written all
1: over. Oh, man. come on. I'm, poor I, Stu. I, I, mean, yeah. I, I know, I
8: know, but I feel bad for the guy. I'm like, you know there's red flags all over me i got you know i'm just reading between the lines here yeah. i'd definitely be careful about this guy you <laughs> know um uh, but to go to my uh, jack wilson um question you know it's almost like rudy when you know you know like what's his name jamie o'hara got bumped to the third string like you know what i mean the guy had so much potential and if he only had half the heart that Rudika had. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, it, like, it's like, it, it's exactly it. You know what I mean? And Zach is now going to run the practice squad. And, and Sal has said that. He's running our practice team just like Mike ran the practice team, that gained the respect of his teammates. Now Zach has to do it. But, you know, Sal... I watched the body language on Sunday. There was a scene when the, the all the quarterbacks were sitting on a bench looking at the tablet. Zach was sitting there, legs crossed, pouty How, look on his face, wasn't engaged with Flacco or Calabrese, the quarterback coach. You know, I'm sure it is a tough pull at the Biden, but if he wants to survive in this town, he's going to really have to embrace this. And right now I think the odds are against him. I don't want him to be. I want this guy to turn it around. But if I'm looking at the odds in front of me right now, he's going to have to make such a drastic change the next six games to show this team and to get their confidence again. And then I think he will get an opportunity to compete. But I know Joe Douglas is going to have to go out and pay some money for a, a veteran and have somebody challenge
1: him next year.
8: There's no doubt. He's got two years left. The Jets own two more years of his rights before they even got to pay
1: him. Right, you're not going to so, give him up. There's no way they no. can give up on him.
8: No, and they got two more years. So you know they got two more years. But I know, Dennis,
1: it's have worth to get up it. Him, it's yeah. worth it for those two years. And by the way, Dennis, for the record, I think you've said everything perfectly, and I agree with everything you're saying. They've got two years to figure it out, even at the very least one more year. They're not They're not going to be looking to move on from him, regardless of what happens with Mike White here the rest of the way. Bye. Now, that doesn't mean that he's guaranteed to be the starter next year, but they're not going to – I mean, Joe Douglas believes in him. They're not just going to give up on him when we haven't even seen him for a full season yet, but I think the best thing you said was that the odds are stacked against him. This is not something that a young kid can learn in a few weeks. This is a lifelong lesson here. That he's going right. to have you to know, self-evaluate and figure it out in a hurry if he wants to get that opportunity and then succeed.
8: Val, think about this. Geno Smith had the same immaturities. It took him until he was 31 years of age to figure it out.
1: Right.
3: He was a
8: journeyman. Now, of course, 31, and he's actually putting a very good season together. Probably going to get him a nice contract somewhere. You know, probably right with Seattle. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be a $100 million contract, but it could be a nice contract. He's going to be attractive to somebody next year. But look how many years it took him to get it. Everybody kept saying years ago, Gino's got a lot of talent.
3: Mm -hmm. He was
8: immature. He was immature when he got knocked out in the locker room. Right. The lockers, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. And I'm going to throw this one at you Zach Wilson, good looking guy. Never been turned down by a girl probably his whole life. Right. Probably since he was in eighth grade. Any girl he wanted, he got. Okay? There's no doubt. Never been told no for anything. Right. You know? And now, grown men that are more adult, you know, they're they're more mature than him, are depending on him to keep his end of the bargain, and he couldn't do it. And, you know, he's learning a very interesting lesson right now. What Salah did, what Salah did, he had to do he had to we would
1: have lost that locker room. I don't even think you it was Salah. I'm, I'm going to guess it was above him, but I think you just nailed it, Dennis, and said it perfectly, and thank you for the call. They had to make the decision, whoever it may be, they had to do it at the time that they did it. And the bigger picture is not him missing throws in the flat or him airmailing wide open receivers. The bigger picture is a spoiled brat who is arrogant both on and off the field, who has had everything, to your point, handed to him. You know, as far as good-looking kid, I'm sure he was a prom king, whatever, if they did that, and I mean, like, anything, whether it's dating, whatever it may be, the football star, the dating, all that stuff. He's always been the guy. And the players here at the NFL level, the veterans, they see that, and they see a kid who's been spoon-fed, and clearly doesn't have humility or doesn't hold himself accountable, acts arrogantly, put yourself in that spot. We've all been around somebody that's like that at some point in our lives, whether you work with them, whether you went to school with them, whether it's just whatever, a, a friend or a family, whatever it may be. Or you've seen movies about it, or you've seen other people go through it. You know whether it's the Rudy comparison or the Big Daddy, uh, not Big Daddy. I Say the same thing, uh, Mr. Deeds comparison. And by the way, there've been plenty of others. The story of a talented, yet arrogant individual who doesn't get it. Well, Zach Wilson's going to have to learn in a hurry. He's now learning the hard way. He had this taken from him, and this is this is new. This is true adversity. He's dealt with some adversity in his NFL career. You know, last year going through some issues and the injury and then, you know, struggling and coming back and fighting through it, which made me a, even uh, more of a believer after he did that last year. After everybody was writing him off, he came back and played well toward the end of the year. I thought for sure he'd be better. You know, then again, getting injured in preseason, that obviously didn't help. And it's not like he's been awful. He's been bad in the two New England games. Outside of that, he was okay, and he made some plays when he needed to. But now is a different story. Now he's been embarrassed. He's been humiliated. He's been humbled. Will he understand it? That's the question. He's probably never been in this spot before in his entire life. And now he's going to have to figure out a way out of it. Otherwise, his career here will be over. Talent, sure, that's not going to go away. But will he get a chance to show it based on his mentality, his leadership, the work ethic, all that stuff? That's what should be getting reset right now. And I think the Jets are going to do everything they could to try to save him.
2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
1: 877 337 6666 is the number of 5 a.m. The warm up show with Al and Jerry. Can't believe it's the holiday season already. I have not done any real Christmas shopping. No decorations have been put up. That was the idea. Oh, we're going to be off for a couple of days. Let's put up some decorations after the holiday, you know, after Thanksgiving. Didn't work out that way. And now. I don't even know what's going to happen. This weekend, I'm already booked. I got the um, Queens Baseball Convention coming up on Saturday. We'll be there as part of the uh, Sny Hot Stove panel at 3 o'clock. QBC is a great event. If you, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, I guess in particular the Mets, but in general, they have cool um, vendor tables and things like that set up and good shows. It'll really, it's for the Mets fan. They have Bartolo Colon will be there, Ari Dickey, Howard Johnson, Signing autographs, things like that. Check it out, Queen's Baseball Convention, and come say hello. Like I said, it'd be there at 3 o'clock. Anyway, I have that Saturday, Sunday football, and then I got the dice concert Sunday night on Long Island. So I don't know when I'm going to decorate. And then, if it's not this weekend, the following weekend, I mean, you're already talking about what? I'm going to decorate, take all the stuff down, put all the stuff up for what? Two, three weeks? Is it really necessary? I liked it a lot better when my parents used to do the bulk of the work. I don't want to do the work. I want to be the kid again. That's what makes the holidays fun, being a kid. Plus, for what? I don't get any presents. Now I just give the presents, which is great, but I like receiving, too. 877-337-6666. Kenneth is calling from Newark, New Jersey. What's up, Kenneth? Hey, brother Sal.
9: Good morning, brother. Good morning, Kenneth. You're my go-to guy when I can't sleep. Uh, Well, thank you. I just want to make a, a Mike White point. Last week he, he he came in and he played well, but how could he do any worse than what Zach Wilson did the day the weekend before? So I I feel as though he had nothing to prove, nothing to lose, and he played well. And then come this week, he'll probably choke it up and play like crap. You know. <laughs>
1: well, it's good to see you have confidence I, in him.
9: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm, I'm a 49er fan, but I, I root for the Jets too. Right, I
1: think watch Jets. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that, and I, look, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to say he's going to stink it up, but what he did last week, and I know it was against Chicago, it was still a near perfect game from a quarterback yeah. perspective. He's got to continue that though and show that he can be the guy. It can't just be a flash in the pan like it was last year. He's got to play well consistently. If he does it for four or five weeks, you're going to have. A major story on your hands where Mike White is going to be taking over the Jets and taking them to the postseason. But it could also and, flame out Sunday, to your point.
9: And and then we see him do this last year. He played great, and then he came in and didn't didn't do much. They right. put a little too much pressure on him.
1: Right. Well, the but, fans uh, love him. The fans, yes. I mean, I guess and the players, too, love Mike White. And he did have success last year beating the Bengals, which was a big upset. Big difference from that and what he did against the Bears where the Jets were expected to go out there and win. I'm I'm, Look, I'm intrigued. I want to see what he can do. I want to see a nice little run here from Mike White, what he can do against Minnesota, what he can do in Buffalo, and then follow it up at home. I think he's going to get at least the Detroit game and probably even the Jacksonville game. I think you're going to see him get another four starts.
9: All right, Sal. Love your show, man. Keep up the good work.
1: Thank you, Kenneth. I appreciate you taking the time to call. But we're dealing with hypotheticals now. The definitive thing is that Mike White is the guy right now. That's it. Right now, this is his opportunity. It's not about Zach Wilson. It's about Zach Wilson learning behind the scenes and maturing and growing and all that stuff, getting himself right, reset, all that behind the scenes. Right now, it's about Mike White. The Jets and Mike White. Can this team get into the postseason? At seven and four, they're in a good spot, but a lot of work to do, and a difficult schedule. The next two weeks, in particular, seven and four goes to seven and six. That's not very good. You, know, you got to get one of these next two games here somehow. In the AFC, I mean, it's loaded. Thursday night, a huge game, as we mentioned before, with the Patriots and the Bills. That'll be a big matchup that obviously impacts the Jets. i was going to keep an eye out for that. But the you know, Jets, gonna, they may need 11 wins to get in the postseason, at least. And the AFC, who knows? Randy is calling from Queens. Good morning, Randy.
3: Hello, Sal. How are you? How Good are well. you, Randy? Good, my friend. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, man. You as well. And, you know, hello. And I want to say... Blessings to Eric from Ron Kong from his family because he's been going through a lot, Sal. You know, that's our friend.
1: Yes, uh, we sent our condolences to Eric. Uh, beyond that, I, I don't know uh, much more than that, but we sent our condolences to Eric last week. Sure.
3: Yes. Oh, so, blessings to his family. And, you know, what's up, Hector? Yo, let's get down to some talking sports, Sal. It's been a while. Stu got game, but we want to make sure Stu doesn't turn out like Manti KO.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Or worse. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Zach Wilson. Listen, he has not lived up to the number two pick. He's immature, stubborn, and entitled, and not ready mentally to be an NFL quarterback. This is New York City. You got to go up fast. Nobody beat up on Zach Wilson. Geno Smith got beat up. You got veterans looking for contracts, and veterans who have a chance to win and make the playoffs for the first time ever. He's acting like Ryan Leaf on the podium. Right. He's got no support for... Mike White, at all. He's acting like a
1: baby on the sidelines and he's checking out. All right. So, well, we that's was- the wrong way to go, Randy, as you that's know. I mean, go. he's got to turn this thing into the best thing that's ever happened to him in his life. If he can do that, he'll make it. Anything less than that, he's not going to survive. Definitely not here.
3: Okay, Sal, two more points. I wish I could talk hey, to him.
1: And, I mean, I know that, you know, somebody's got to get through to him, but my goodness, it shouldn't be that hard. Somebody there has got to get through to him and help him understand. Listen, if,
3: he, listen, if he's been growing up stubborn, stubborn and entitled, it may be that hard to get through to him. Let's right. keep it real. All right, one more point, Sal. Two more, really. If someone would have told me and you that on January 1st, 2022, Edwin Diaz, And Daniel Jones would have seasons to remember. Sal, we would have laughed. Diaz got a $100 million contract
1: from having this year.
3: He did good.
1: Diaz was great. Now, Daniel Jones, I'm not so sure. Now,
3: Daniel Jones, Sal, let me tell you about him. And I've been a Giants fan for 50 years. I've seen Norm Sneed, Posarczyk, and Joe Namath. Daniel Jones is tied for the third-best quarterback in the NFC East with Taylor Heineke. He's still erratic. He's never confident, and he's still under and overthrows receivers. He's nowhere near Dak Prescott's orbit. As a Giant fan, you can see the look on his face. It represents failure. In 50 games, I'm not impressed with none of them. Dave Ball and Shane are going to go in another direction in 23. And, Sal, we do not need the Odell Beckham ship to come this way again. It's sunk already.
1: I'm with you on that, Randy. And, as always, thank you for the call. Take care, my brother. Good to hear from you, Randy. Love, Randy, uh, in Queens. Appreciate you checking in. Uh, I agree with you on Odell. I do not think the Giants need Odell. Marco, you want him? Giant fan, you want Odell back here?
6: No.
10: If you told me I can get Odell Beckham Jr., the one that was actually on the Giants years ago, Mm -hmm. sure, I would take the circus to get that player back from 2016.
1: you don't think he's the same player. Do I think the
10: 30-year-old coming off back-to-back ACL surgeries coming in in the middle of week 14 is going to be the – No. He,
1: you no. you think he's uh you think he's matured, Odell?
10: <clears throat> no. See that part is no shot. And then on top you of think it, this I'm gonna play an
1: incident is a big thing or no?
10: It's not a big thing, it's just more stuff where you just. Like, another do, do thing. We, do we
1: need this? Right.
10: And it's worth it again, it's always that you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? It's worth it when he's playing at the all pro level. Thirty years old, back-to-back ACL surgeries. You have no idea what you're going to get, and he wants multi years, not just. Oh, I'll give you whatever the rest right. of this year is. Yeah, no. get, get laws. No, no chance.
1: No, I want What do you think of Daniel Jones overall? Forgive me if I asked you this before, but I'm yeah, trying to my tell.
10: standard line is simply: I think you can win with Daniel Jones. I don't think you'll ever win because of Daniel Jones. Did you Jones? hear the
1: caller before talking about how he's elite or he thinks Daniel Jones is going to be he's elite. not elite. You know what drives me nuts he's about not it? Not even the elite conversation, and I'll make this quick, but what drives me nuts about it, oh, it's the offensive line. It's the coaches. It's the running back. Now it's the wide receivers. Like, it's never Daniel Jones. The Giant fans always making excuses. It's everybody but Daniel Jones. can you just evaluate him on his own?
10: Yeah, I, I mean, again, when I see the guy, do I think that there's something there that you can build with? I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't right. think he's a really good quarterback. I think he's average. Now, for the Giants, unfortunately, I think they're in a tough spot for this. in this regard. We assume that they're going to be roughly, what, 9-10 wins? Mm-hmm. Whether they make the playoffs or not, we'll find out, right? They're, they've been too good to hit the reset in the draft, which I think was what the plan was for Shane and Dable, right? So they're not going to get a big-time quarterback coming out of the draft. So do you go stopgap veteran quarterback until you get your guy? Or do you just take Daniel Jones because you're going to have to still pay $30, $35 million for that stopgap guy. You might get Daniel Jones cheaper, but get him for two to three years. So it might be a marriage of... And I hate to say it's almost like shotgun, where it's like Daniel Jones doesn't have a lot of options, so maybe he can stay and you know make something right. of this, and the Giants don't have a lot of options, because do they go older veteran, or do they go bottom of the first round draft pick? Right. Neither one of those are good options, so I can see them stuck with Daniel Jones, not that they want to, but for another couple of years.
1: God, going down the same thing again again next year, I can't believe it, but at least they've had some success this year, and you do have some reason
0: for hope.